is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Good morning. Good morning. This is another live coaching session with one of my clients. I had a handful of them volunteer for a one-on-one session, and today we're talking to Brooke Gen, who is... Um, a total creative genius. And today we're going to be talking about photography, but she's also my photographer, my event photographer. And if you see any beautiful photo of me, Brooke took it. And she also takes lots of pictures of my clients. So my clients get special juju when they come to my events because they can sign up for a mini branding session with Brooke for a very reasonable fee. And then they all come back from my events with these fabulous photos. And so I don't really know much of what Brooke wants to talk about today, but we are going to drop in and it be just Brooke and I, and those of you watching and listening can just witness. So Brooke, let's take a minute and connect our energies and breaths like we always do. Just allowing the static of everyday life and the hustle and bustle of the morning to fall away. Taking a moment to center on your own creative heart. Take one more breath and then come into the room. And let me tell my sound person, sorry about my chair squeaking. <laughs> sorry, podcast listeners. And just a little creaky over here in Allison Crow land. All right, Brooke, what wants some attention today? Um, so you have taken my selfie class. Yes. So it's perfect for us to talk about this. Um, a lot of people are requesting it again. I haven't hosted it in a little while. And I've been back at retreats lately in person Mm -hmm. photographing, which has felt great, but, um, I want to look out for future Brooke who will not be excited to continue to be at retreats at this pace. So Uh, I want to make sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've been in like, I don't know, six or eight States in two months, something crazy. Um, so I know it's coming that I'm ready to be back at home working from here. And, um, I've kind of let this offering go by the wayside, um, because I don't have a great system behind it and, and like any sort of plan to it. I just sort of like do it when a couple of people ask for it or when I need a influx of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I kind of just wanted to talk about, um, creating a system and, and having a making more of this offer that allows me to scale it and be at home. It's like the one offer that I've ever created that allows me to just, I mean, do it virtually. There's not many other services I give virtually. Um, maybe there's an opportunity for me to 
record this and offer it. So I'm not going to be there every time, but I'm not sure if some of the value is in me being there to teach them. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. So you've done it a handful of times. What's worked really well? Um, I mean, people have been really happy every time. Um, it's a little bit difficult to condense it. Oh, I guess here's the other thing too, is I have a couple of, um, clients who want to offer it to their own communities, Mm -hmm. but in like a condensed version. So the class usually goes about three hours. There's a little break Mm -hmm. in the middle. So people can actually try it out. So the first portion is the steps, then you try it, then we go over editing and, and how it works. Um, but some people want to offer it to their communities, but they're wanting a condensed version. Um, so that has been a question that's out in the ether as well. Yeah. So how do you feel about the condensed version? Um, I definitely, I feel like I, I can't live teach it any faster. That's for sure. I mean, I don't think I can. Um, I have, I have a little bit of a difficult time around like keeping a time container. So I mean, that maybe is where I was coming up with maybe it's something that's pre-recorded for those things. And then there's like um, maybe just a PDF that goes with it that has, you know, the outline, which I already, you know, I share that as a Google Doc right now, but I could make that a more uh, giftable piece of like asset. The PDF? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so go back. So what's not working is wanting to condense it go back to what's working i want to hear what was fun for you they liked it what was fun for you okay um fun for me that i can do it from here Mm -hmm. um i love like for me everything is a little bit better when i don't have the pressure of like getting there on time like going somewhere getting in the car the the in between time i always um tend to get messed up there uh So I love being able to do it from home. I can show up however I want, you know, because, um, I mean, it doesn't require me to show up any certain way other than, you know, ready to teach, which is cool. Um, new to me. Um, I like connecting with people. I think people like connecting in the room for the Mm -hmm. most part. More than I was wondering, right? Yeah, I think so. I think some of the, the community of it is, um, is an asset. So I think there's two possibilities. I mean, you certainly could do a recorded version and like, and have it systematize. I mean, I've taken this class. It's so valuable. (laughs) And I can see it being an ad on Instagram or even a boosted on Instagram and being a, um, you know, just a standalone class. And then I can also see your live versions and you charging a little bit more for that. Yeah. So you said you want a structure. What do you mean by structure? What's your version of structure? Funny, funny question. Um, I mean, I guess maybe... I don't know. I'll say this, but then I, then I'm not sure if I mean it. It's like, you know, I wish I ran it every other month or I had some sort of schedule where I knew like right now it's not a projected part of my income or a part of my schedule. What's um, important about having it like that instead of just when you feel like doing it. 
Well, I feel like then I can give it more space and more energy because my work is very like up and down. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'll have a bunch of retreats and then I won't have any work for, you know, July, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would, it would take some of the pressure off of like my sales cycle for lack of a better term. So um, when you look at your current calendar, like let's say now through the end of the year, where are the open spaces? It's pretty open this year because normally I'm booked a year out and because of COVID, no one was booking ahead. So this year looks like people are booking just really close to their events, like two months out, maybe. So I've got a couple of bids out for events in October. I've got something in August with you. Um, but other than that, it's like, I know the things will come. But right now, the calendar is pretty open. Okay. So what stresses you out most of all about say putting it on every month or every quarter does anything stress you out like and, and I'm not trying to find stress I'm just like curious why you haven't just said oh I'll do this every other month or I'll do it once a quarter um yeah a couple of things come up um yeah. <laughs> um I have I'm like afraid because I know that these retreats will come up right yeah um that I have this idea that they'll be so much more lucrative than this, which isn't actually true. If I do the math on it, that doesn't have to be true. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have an idea that I'll be committed to a selfie masterclass. And then my brain tells me, well, you'll fill it halfway. So maybe I'm making $2,000 and at a retreat, I might be making six. Right. Um, so my brain is like, oh, and then you're gonna, you're gonna go into the selfie class with that energy because you wish that you had left yourself available to do this more high paying thing. Um, so I'm afraid I'm going to resent, I think I'm afraid I'm going to resent the class. Um, that, that's one of the things for sure. Something else came up and I lost it though. What about energy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're a lot, a lot, a lot alike in the, yeah. like, and, and I think a lot of creatives like this and need permission. I'm my podcast producer, Elise is always reminding me and she has for years. She, and she says, I'll always go with your flow. Yeah. And I, it's hard for me to make a commitment to do something every week. Yeah. And, and when I do, it stifles my creativity. And so I see that in you too, having known you for a few years, you know, it's like when you're on, you're on. And when you're in rest mode and hibernation, that creativity is percolating. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's me telling you about your energy. What's you telling you about your energy? What do you say about your energy? Yeah. I mean, that's true. And I, and I, I don't want to be at the mercy of it because that doesn't always serve me best. Mm-hmm. But I I don't want to ignore it either. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the balance is. Okay. So I know where I'm kind of poking. I feel like I'm like on a merry-go-round and I'm just going to poke in a few circles. Okay. The, other, the other little pokey place that I want to go is like full on. So if you were starting from the end results of your financial plan mm-hmm. and you had like a breakdown of this is approximately how much money I want to gross. And this is about how many retreats 
Do you, are you getting to do selfish things with other retreats also, or am I the only one that's like, oh, do that? Uh, many, many sessions. Yeah. 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 A okay, lot of them I do. It's either built in where the host pays for it as a gift yeah. or okay. I get to do it like how you were. Yeah, so yes, I think that point. is super fun for you. Okay. So if, if you kind of take the whole, a whole year or a whole, whatever your season is, I work in seasons, not necessarily January to January. So you take that and you look, I want to grow, or yeah, I want to grow approximately this much. This is my energy capacity for this many events a year. Yeah. Um, And then fill in with the others. Do you have an idea of how many retreats you'd be open and available to energetically? My brain, right now, my brain will say more than I actually know that I'm, want to do or I'm capable of doing. Right. Um, I mean, like, I think ideally I would maybe shoot a retreat every other month. Okay. So let's say, yeah, um, that way. Sometimes it's like three in one, but yeah. right. But let me, I'm going to grab something. Hold on. Cause I think you can visually do this as an artist and it might help you instead of just thinking about it. <laughs> Um, sorry for listeners. We'll see if we can put a picture of this. This is a real simple calendar. Yeah. And, and it's done based on my energy and my offerings. Okay. And so I think it knowing, here's the other thing. I, I know Brooke is a client and I know she's creative and I know that um, she can get stuck in her head. And a lot of times thinking isn't the best place for you. Creating is the best place for you. And so I think it'd be fun for you to create a visual. It doesn't have to be in marker, but like start to visually and energetically chunk out when you're working with both your energy and the seasons. Right. So like not everybody is doing February retreats. Right. Varian does January, but right. Like, so you can kind of see where your current clients, you know, your annual people, like coming to Texas in May, um, coming to Texas in August (laughs) um, and your other people get that down and then see what's available left. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm writing it down. No, take your time. We're not performing for anybody. (laughs) I know that when I was thinking about like what I'm offering in my brain, if I'm thinking I'm offering all the things all the time, I, I start to shut down energetically. Yeah. And I see what I'm hearing you say is that you don't want to push away any business, but you want to maximize both the time, the calendar and the energy you have. Yeah. Um, so creating an energetic calendar, this also helps you with your marketing, right? Like, yeah. so you don't even have to think about marketing. Um, you don't even have to think about marketing selfie class until you're about to come up on, until you're leading into that season. Yeah. So check in with yourself. How does that feel? I mean, it definitely feels more spacious just to think about like, where am I generally booked it's pretty like you can pretty much tell with retreats like mm-hmm. you know i've got january i've got may um i usually have november and now i have quite a few requests for october so then that's about half the year 
Yeah. So then that, that looks in have, <clears throat> have a, a selfie class in March, have a selfie class in November before the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one in the summer. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that idea for you. And okay. I'm breaking all the coaching rules because I'm doing a little <laughs> telling, but this is the other thing. When I know a client, I know what will support them. I don't think doing one every other month will work with your energy. I think you'll get big eyes about it and be like, oh, I can do that. And then all of a sudden you'll be mad at yourself because you did it every other month. Yeah. Don't you think? And, yeah. and I'm totally projecting on you, but no. I, I mean, I, I, I watch you. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> see my... Well, and I also, I mean, we're a lot alike in that way. Like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if that worked? But then all of a sudden when our energy has to fit in that system, that's another resentment. And that also causes us not to be able to full on attract the clients. So if you kind of plan for a quarterly class live, and then what if you do one for recording and put it in your pocket and that one is just automated? Yeah. So like, would you use that then when someone wants the class and it's just, I would use, I would use that. I would use that. And then you can have a live session with them after they've taken it. Right. So like, let's say you need to go through the recorded version of Brooke's class and then come with your questions. We'll have a little bit of experiment and then you can do a condensed Q&A kind of thing that would give the personal stuff. And I agree. I think that's why I was at the beginning, I was asking, I think it was fun. You know, when Isabel and I did it with you, it was really fun to do it together. And I think sometimes communities will enjoy that. Learning together with other people is totally uh, yay. And (laughs) there are so many people that will still buy that without the learning, without that part. Yeah. Right. So I, I almost think it would, well, it doesn't matter what I think. What do you think? I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I have like things that come up about, well, if it's available as a recording for X dollars are, I mean, I mean, maybe I don't care which one they buy, you know? Right. Well, Okay. You're doing what a lot of us do. We always think, oh, the cheaper we do it, the more people will pay. Sure, sure. Right. And so you're like, oh, if it's two ninety seven for the selfie class, then they're not gonna pay three fifty for the extra class or four hundred or five hundred or whatever. That was the other thing you need to raise your prices for Camp Starheart. You're gonna have farther to walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that's what your brain is doing, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you were to um, just check in with the wisdom of your body for pricing, what is, like, here's, uh, here's how I imagine the client flow happening. <laughs> Let me just make up stories. So someone like Allison is da-da-da-da-da-da thinking, oh, I just cut my hair and I need new photos and I don't really have the money. And, oh, a selfie class from a professional photographer that teaches me how to take branding photos of myself with my fancy iPhone that look really good and how to edit them. Because I think a lot of people don't realize it's not just taking, because you teach a lot of things that the lay person doesn't know in this class. Oh, and then they just go to your website and do it. That's it. That person doesn't even have to know you. 
Yeah. So just breathe that in for a second. That's one option. How much is that? I was breathing it in for a second, but then I went right back to my head. Um, I'm thinking like that client is me. Like if I don't know the host, I don't want to go to the live one. I want to buy the immediate thing. I want to do it today. Um, Like for me, that would be like an impulse sort of. So like under $300 probably. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's an easy yes. Right. Right. And there are a lot of people. So I'm going to give you a real life example. It drives me nuts, but for some reason it works for people. Um, so those listening, let me pop, pull out for just a second. Those listening, Brooke is uh, a solely. We have 50 members right now. The same seven people show up for everything. There are members that have been solely's for five years and I've never seen their face. There are members that pop in maybe once a year or send me a message. And so I sent a group, I sent a message to every, to all the solely's. The same seven people answered. And like one, we call them quiet solis. And um, there are just some people that that like to stay hidden behind the scenes. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I can make up what they get about it, but they want to do things on their terms and not in the community. And even if they want to be quiet watchers. And so just like you, oh, it's an impulse thing I want to do, right? I think that is an option that is, could be so lucrative for you. Yeah. And no energy and could cover some of those gaps. And then you can have the fun with a little bit higher priced product. Um, you know, so let's say in a group, those people, maybe that person gets a discount if she's giving them to her clients. Like how many licenses of that class are you going to get? Because here's the other thing about that class. I need to remind you, it's not a one and done. Yeah. The fact that I have that skill now, frankly, keeps me from hiring somebody in between events. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's some version of pricing where like, how many people are you going to have it? This is going to, they're going to each pay this price. And then maybe the leader pays for the one, you know, for the live session as the gift. Yeah. And then there's the thing, and one of our watchers is saying, I would rather pay more and have a really aligned, intimate group than a larger, cheaper group where only 10% show up. And so I think that's fun too, is you can have a premium group. You can have the premium selfie class that is fun. It's community. It's, um, you know, like yeah. the ones that you've been doing. Right. Okay, yeah. what are the question marks that just crossed your head? Um, I don't know if there really are. There was something. Things keep escaping my brain. Um, so don't look in your brain. Go look down, drop down into your body. Okay. And it don't, you don't even have to notice words or ideas. Notice, just do a body scan. Um, okay, so something that was coming up is... And I, I mean, I sometimes I already know what you're going to tell me, but I still have to say it so you can tell me anyway. Um, I have this limiting belief that people are only going to take this class if they've worked with me in person before, because that's my experience so far. That's the proof that I have. The people who are coming to take the the group one, the the more premium one that I have been offering, are people who have worked with me. They're not just like strangers on the internet. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I like the idea of the pre-recorded option being something that I could market to people who don't know me. Um, but then my brain tells me like, well, I don't know, $300 is a lot for someone who doesn't know you. It's inexpensive for someone who does, but. So <clears throat> let's talk to the part that is saying $300 is a expensive. I love that you're drinking water out of a gorgeous wine glass. You're so my lady. <laughs> um, let's talk to that part. So see if you can notice that specific part. You called it a part of my brain says, or my brain says. So notice this brainy part that's like telling you limiting stuff. Yeah. And how do you feel towards it? I'm not sure how I feel toward it, but it makes me feel tense. Okay. So where is the tension? Lower neck here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now just bring your attention to the lower neck into that brainy voice. Take a breath. And now how do you feel towards it? Let it be a little separate from you. Yeah. Like personified. Okay. Um, I feel passionate toward it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so now that you're in that place of self and centered energy and you feel compassion towards this part of your brain that tells you and tightens your neck, I want you to ask it, what does it want you to know? Trust whatever comes up. <laughs> I am not <laughs> making me talk to my inner stuff, Allison. Um, we all have inner stuff, honey. And it's so easy to tell you. It's so easy to tell you just change your thinking and change your limiting belief. But how has that worked in the past? And like our inner stuff means so well for us. Yeah. So there's nothing. Yeah. And if you don't want to go forward, we don't have to go forward. That's fine. Um, yeah. It's like there's like less risk and it's a little safer talk yes. to clients that already know me and I trust and who trust me. So take a breath real quick and notice like that part got a little closer into you and just ask it to give you some space. We want to notice it from that compassionate place if you can. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. That's what they do. They're like really passionate. And so just lovingly ask it, you know how we do in Solis. They're there. I see you. I won't leave you. I'm here for you. Please don't flood me. Yeah. 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 Let me know when you feel a little space, but still connected. One sec. And if you want to turn off your monitor, we can turn off your, I mean, if you want to turn off your camera, you can turn off your camera. Fine. Don't wear mascara. Okay. I feel a little, a little distance. Okay. And so see if you can reconnect with that compassion for this part. That's scared. Yeah. Right. Like I think you said less risk. Right. And so thank it for disclosing that to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. I see you. I won't leave you. I'm here for you. And ask us what afraid would happen if you took the risk. Uh, what comes up for me is that, like, so far, for the most part, this has been a really easy offering. It's been fun. It's something that just, like, I've done. I mean, I, like, mastered taking selfies in, like, 2013. Like, I was traveling and figured out how to do that on, like, a professional scale, right? And so it's very cool and easy to be able to teach something that I always thought, oh, everyone has this thing they can teach that's like a no-brainer for them, right? And I always thought I didn't have that. And this is very easy for me. So I love that. Um, but then like when I think of scaling something, I this part of me has a fear that that might come with conflict or unhappy clients or I don't I don't I don't want to deal with that. Like I want to scale this. Some part of me does. And I have a fear that when you scale things that it comes with headache. So what does your compassionate self say? Like that's a legit response. Scaling things comes with assholes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. Like how does that part feel about, yeah. How does that part like, oh, I see you. How do you feel about assholes part? I mean, obviously I'm being... I'm obviously most people will be like, be serious in this, but you know, we like to laugh a little bit and I want, I want our parts to know that it's both serious and it's also okay. And so, yes, I I am not going to disagree with your part. And I don't think you do either. Scaling does sometimes create a lot more opinions. Yeah. And so ask that part, how does it feel about all those opinions? Good job. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't get I didn't get any words with that mm-hmm. answer, but it um didn't feel like when I like really sit with it, it doesn't feel that overwhelming that there would mm-hmm. be opinions or some hassle. Like it doesn't feel as big as I thought. Yeah. It was. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Sure. Well, and here's what we're doing. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to me. What we want is this part that's a little overwhelmed by the risk and the bigness and the extra eyes and the people that don't know me. Yeah. And it it didn't use the word opinions. I did. Yeah. Right. And if that's not right, it doesn't have to take it on. But what we want to do is have that part of you feel heard and understood. What else does it want you to know? It's kind of quiet now. Yeah. Ask it, how, what, how come? Is it okay still talking? Yeah, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel as like stirred up, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Ask it how old it thinks you are. Okay. Not how old it is, but how old it thinks you are. How old it thinks I am. Uh. Oh, now it's too quiet. So scan, scan your system. I know it's, I mean, you've, 
you've been really courageous and generous with your vulnerability here. And so you can check in with your system and make sure it's still okay with them. And so I know your little red splotches are coming up. And how do you feel towards your red splotches? <laughs> uh, they, it's funny, I was thinking about this earlier today. They're just like, they, I don't get to fake it till I make it because of the red splotches always give me away. <laughs> well, but and I know that they've come up before when you start feeling things, but I think that's also... A, a part of the beautiful wisdom of your body, body that's like I'm, I feel vulnerable. Yeah, and so sure. I, yeah. So just how do you feel towards them, other than intellectually? Yeah, like, I know you intellectually know why they come, but how does your heart feel towards them? Uh, compassionate, because that part of me feels just very. Um, I don't know if young is the right word, but because we were talking about age there, that's probably why it came to me. But like, it's just such a like primal young part of me that yeah what does she have to say about this conversation if anything yeah I don't know I think what comes up is like a question of how like I think you you we've discussed this before too like how out there do I want to be like how public and my system works really well for me and it doesn't also energetically. Like I want there to be another kind of offering that is, that can be simple, but like, I don't know. I, I get it. It's the risk, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's, I mean, I think that's, that's normal. Yeah. And there are solutions to manage the risk or like, you know how in Soli's, I was laughing with Barry in this yesterday. <laughs> Most coaches are like, what's your vision? And I'm like, what happens if you're in a coma or the zombies come? Like, let's take yep. the worst case scenario, right? Because these parts are envisioning the worst case scenario. Yeah. And instead of having to meet the worst case scenario live and in the moment, let's take your wise and centered self and gather our nervous parts and create an emergency plan because your parts are smart. They know that with more people comes more possibility of opinion. And anybody who's been on the internet has seen somebody be an asshole for no reason. And that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right. So like good job parts. And who do you want to run the show? Right. Right. Yeah. So they're still useful. They're benevolent. So imagine you get some feedback and somebody's like, I didn't like this class yeah. as a businesswoman. So check in with the, the, the wise woman in you. The parts can still have their feelings, but check in with the wise woman in you. As a businesswoman, how would you handle a disappointed client? I mean, it, I, my like what came to me was it's as simple as 
I mean, having a refund or having something in place that is just, it is what it is. And here's what was signed up for. And if you're unhappy, there's something laid out. Yeah. Like it didn't, like, what came to me was that it didn't have to be like emotional or it, I mean, it's not, it's not the biggest deal in the world if someone didn't like it for them or for me. Right. Uh, energetically or financially it's not a huge time investment it's not a huge financial investment it's something i if i chose to could have uh some sort of refund situation in place or if i didn't like it's not going to break somebody that they didn't love it and they spent three hundred dollars on it or whatever yeah it doesn't feel that scary when you like kind of lay out what right what the risk that's Right. That's this intellectual wise businesswoman that knows, oh, we just, here's the policy, even yeah. before they hit the pay button, whether it's a no refunds or literally you have 24 hours to ask for a refund if you don't like it or, you know, whatever, we can figure that out later. So now that you've just shared that, check in with the parts that are nervous about the risk. Because they have a different opinion, most likely, about if someone's unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they feel a little more comfortable that there might be something in place. They're a little quieter, but they also, um, they're just a little more sensitive. They take it a little more personally. Yeah. And so ask them if something like that were to happen and we couldn't control it, what could I be for you that would help you feel better? Um, wasn't super clear, but kind of what came up was might still be in my head a little bit, but like they're more comfortable if I'm more confident about whatever that is that I'm, you know, that I can sit with that. Mm -hmm. That's all that really came up. Well, right. And so you have a confident part of you and you have a businessy part. And those, you know, use the analogy of sitting at, let's say we're sitting around the table or sitting around your tiny house and everybody's kind of on little chairs and couches around or y'all are all sitting on the front porch. And some of these parts are really confident and excited. And some of them are like, "Ah, how will you as a leader support your whole team? your team of selves. (laughs) I I mean, I get what keeps coming up and I don't know, you know, it just is what keeps coming up is like having an expectation in place for those things. Maybe not like expecting them, but like having some sort of procedure in place, whether that's, I mean, literal like with refunds or not refunds and maybe energetically as well um like i love it though but we we, this is what we don't think about we're very aware that this shit goes on in our heads i'm sorry i don't want to call it shit this this stuff goes on because it's not shit yeah you know right we're so used to it's like so ingrained that there's something wrong with us and the fact is aspects of ourselves trust it and other aspects are really young and for some other reason 
that we probably won't go in today, but the fact is they're still living in the trauma or the experience or a time that a mom or dad just just didn't have the capacity, not, not out of even anything intentional or mean. And we feel that sense of rejection. Right. Most of the people I know, especially us Enneagram sevens, we are really sensitive. We're well-meaning and we're sensitive. You're well-meaning and sensitive to rejection. Yeah. And so if you know that you have parts that are sensitive to that, Who do you want to be with yourself when those parts rise up or tender? Right? Like, so what's your procedure? But I don't want it to be your procedural part. I want it, I want it to be your heart part, yourself, your sacred self. How do you want to nurture those tender parts when they're triggered? Right. Yeah, um, it, it, Talk about yeah. A system, right? Yeah, right. I was just gonna say it sounds funny to like call it a procedure or a system, but like that's what kind of does make sense is to like have something in place where you know. I mean, you need to think about like acronyms, right? Sometimes you'll use something that's like you know, um, like maybe there's something in place that when when someone's disappointed because somebody eventually will be if I sell enough of this, right? Um, that like, you know, my go-to is I, you know, do the first thing, which is do or don't refund. And then it's take a walk. And then it's, you know, some sort of like compassionate. Yeah, like, what if take the watches first? Okay. Right? What if <laughs> yeah. take the, right. Cause the refund is the people pleasing part. Yeah. You haven't even had a chance to take, take stock of what's going on. And so I love that the, that take a walk, like already your system knows, Hey, let's, let's slow down. Right. So tell me more about the walk first. We'll get to the refund parts later, but tell me about the walk. I just find it really funny that that's the order that I put it in and that you, you saw, heard that, um, inverted it, which is perfect. Um, it would, it would take me some work on the walk to like, if I hadn't refunded or not or whatever it was, but again, there would be a system in place. So I'd feel more comfortable, but anyway, um, so the walk is not about the business. The yeah. walk is about supporting the parts of you. I mean, I have parts of me that show up in some business arrangements, like a, like three-year-old just sobbing yeah. and it feels so weird. And yeah. what that, they usually end up sobbing in a professional situation when I haven't tended to them. Yes. Yeah. And so, and this is the piece that people are forgetting and they're pushing over and they're the intellectual part, the business part, the professional part of you, she knows her shit. Yeah. But these parts are there. (laughs) And so they either subtly keep us from doing anything or when it happens, then we're in emotional upheaval for a few days and then we're embarrassed and in a shame cycle, cycle, we're in a shame cycle. That's a cycle with a spike. (laughs) We're in a shame cycle. I just made that up. And right. And that's what it feels like. It's a big deal. And then that's taken us out for however many days. So being changing the way we view how we move in the world. Oh, parts of me are really 
feeling, you know, my, my red splotches are coming up. I'm, I'm feeling tender. And then your brain is always going to go, well, you shouldn't be feeling tender. You know the answer to this, right? Yeah. That's exactly what it says. And so you go on this walk and how do you envision meeting these parts of you? I mean, leaving, leaving the intellectual and business pieces at home in front of the computer. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they need, they need met with that compassion that we start, you know, we started with looking at them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that. at can't start hurt quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, I think the separation from them a little bit helps, mm-hmm. um, you'd be able to look at them, you know, like a child or a friend or whoever it is, um, regardless of age. Um, yeah, just compassionate and just, yeah, this sucks. Like, you know, when you're in that headspace where you just, you, you call a certain friend because you don't want them to solve it. You just want them Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, this sucks Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like you, it's okay for it to suck. It's okay to feel this way. So, um, yeah, I, the walk would have to just be about, a compassionate space holding for all of these parts of me that if I don't do that for them, like you mentioned just really briefly there for a sec, it's like, if I don't go out of my way to create a system that supports them, I'm not going to keep creating. Yeah. Because they get really, they get really strong. I noticed yeah. that some of mine don't, they're not showing up emotional right now, but they're showing up like in writer's block or in avoid, you know, real, real thick, but not emotional ways. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's a part. Yeah. That needs some attention. I yeah. can just blow it off as, Oh, I have a creative block. Yeah. What's real. What's, and what's real, you know, the coaching part of me wants to come in and analyze. no, just come in and check. So I want you to imagine being in that compassionate space on this walk. I see you. It sucks. Remember what they're, ask them, see yourself on this walk, ask them. We've had this unhappy client or customer. What are you most afraid of? My head gave me that answer, but I think it's still true. Um, I mean, it's disconnection. It's disappointing. I don't even know if it's like disappointing other people, but it's the disconnection of, um, of conflict for me off conflict feels disconnecting. Yes, exactly. And so what can you give them that no client ever really can give you? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good distinction. It's like, if I was looking for it there in the first place, that's maybe. I don't want you to judge. I don't want you to judge that because that's what we do. It is a, I mean, right. Like I get it, but just notice that part of you likes, well, you should know better anyways. You shouldn't be out there. Your work is personal. Yeah. How do we, how do we not say this is personal? Yeah. This is your, especially creativity. Creativity comes from source energy comes from self-energy like you and you have found an offering that feels so light and free and easy that is totally self I mean sourced right like that's a divine offering yeah which makes it very personal you're not putting carrots on a plate and somebody saying I don't want those yeah right yeah I go back to my favorite little Thich Nhat Hanh thing 
I see you afraid of rejection. I see you this fear of disconnection. I'm here for you. I won't leave you. I will always be connected to you. That compassion piece is the piece that we've got, that we, we have the opportunity and the possibility of learning how to meet our parts with compassion when they're stirring. Right. And so notice, if you kind of pull back and notice where you went from I have a limiting belief to going on a walk with parts that are afraid of being disconnected. What do you notice in that path that will help you moving forward? Um, Just a reminder that if you reverse engineer those limiting beliefs, they're coming from parts of yourselves and those parts of yourselves are well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. And they're usually, there's, there's truth in whatever it is. It doesn't mean you have to listen to it or let them drive as Liz Gilbert talks about. Um, but like that ignoring them is not the, it's not going to really get anywhere. And that's, that's kind of what we do. We just get a new belief and we pull in a new part and we shove those little ones to the back of the corner and say, okay, you lead this show. Yeah. And yet in, they're still trembling in our body. They're still, they're still trembling in our body. Yeah. And we're not going to get rid of them. Nope. Apparently we not. Need them, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, ask them like, other than being afraid, what, what, um, what are the like really helpful things that they do? Mm-hmm. Ask them to remind you real quick, just check in and say like, what are the really helpful and easy jobs that you have in my system? Because this job is hard. This job of like, holy shit, she's going to put an offering out there. Right. That's, that's, ask them how they feel about it. Is it fun or is it exhausting? Yeah. Putting they, don't love, they don't love that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so what parts of their job in your system do they love and feel light about? Like what right. would they do if they didn't have to work so hard to make sure you didn't get disconnected or rejected or conflicted? Um, I mean, they're the same parts of me that, um, that like play, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, that have fun and allow things to be fun and have intuition to go on a walk when, Mm -hmm. you know, soothing is needed and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's interesting too. It like makes me think of like, um, when you like see parents and one's like, has to be good cop, bad cop or whatever. Um, and it's like, if you always have to be the one who ha- is like, make sure you don't cross, you know, don't die, don't die, don't die. You know, um, you don't get to see the fun part of that parent. So right. like, makes me think of that. Perfect. Yeah. So if they like, let, why don't you let them know that when they're ready, there's an invitation, whether it's now or right as you build relationship with them, that you from self-energy will manage disappointment. You will manage conflict and that they don't have to do that job. Their job is to be fun and creative and playful. 
And that no matter what happens, you will always be connected to them. Yeah. That feels light. That feels really good. Yeah. I love it. So you're checking in with your neck, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And what I love too, that can really um, solidify this for you. I know that you um, don't have biological children. I don't have children either, but you have pets and you have nieces and nephews. Yep. <laughs> I've seen you with littles, right? And so the, the, the human littles are around and it's so, um, sometimes when we're not able to do it for yourself, um, look, find the youngest love of your life. Yeah the most vulnerable, the not so sure. And imagine how would I connect and love them and then give yourself that energy too. Yeah. Okay. So take a breath and just check in with your system. See if we feel complete with that little deep pokey parts. There goes Allison making you cry again. (laughs) How rude. Yeah, see how they feel about like can we can we rise back up to some logistical stuff? Yeah, I feel light. I feel great now. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so now where do we go with the strategy? Well, well when you when you do it in that order, then the strategy looks easy. You know, I do know, honey. I know. I experience, I watch my clients experience it, and I watch us bypass it with all the tools and things that we're supposed to do and just shove it down. And then we just keep being mean, and those parts get more and more inflamed. And Right. And, and so there's always a pause between change your thinking, you'll change your emotions. There's a how-to in between, and there's whole processes for like, oh, right? And so your system did a really beautiful job of like noticing I have a limiting belief. That's a very intellectual thing. But why do we have limiting beliefs? There's emotional reasons that they stick. Right. And it's so easy just to bypass those beautiful, beautiful emotions. And so if you were to have so much fun implementing a system, what are the key points of what you want to, what you want to create? Um, I mean, logistically speaking, I, I'm going to write out when I have, when I generally have retreats, look mm-hmm. for the gaps, plan to offer the premium group, uh, live version of the class. Um, and then I mean, I don't think I have to make it difficult to create the other, the recorded class. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done anything like that, but I can turn on a video camera and teach it. Super um, easy. Yeah. So I don't think that has to be difficult. And then just go from there as far mm-hmm. as offering it. Yeah, Again, there's now- now it feels kind of simple. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's take one final breath together. Very good work. And just see um, how capable and resilient and able you are to meet yourself, really. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thanks. Awesome. I can't wait to see how this comes out. And obviously, I think there's people in our group that can help you 
um, with some of the logistical, you know, like, oh, how, what platform do I want to put this on? How, you know, all that stuff will come later. Um, and I have a thousand consulting ideas for you to, um, to either to sell either one more regularly, like, and, and when we get to that place, let me know and we'll play and have fun and share awesome. our heart and show our work and sell our stuff. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to hit in broadcast. Brooke, you stay there. Thank you for those who are listening and watching. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out Soulful Success. It's my online coaching membership community where we dive deep into the practices of being and doing that help you create your unique version of soulful success in the world. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.soulfulsuccess.info. That's S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L. S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot info. Soulfulsuccess.info. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. Better is better.